game is done. David, you are my favorite Dodger insider. Time for Dodger Talk. If you ready for the brand new thing, let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react. David Vazay is going to join us. LA's favorite son. 866-987-2570. We are rolling, boys, rolling. It's time for Dodgers Baseball. All right. Dodger Nation. Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito. Seasoning partner of the Dodgers. By Navian Tankless Water Heaters. For endless hot water, visit tanklessmadesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. Find new roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk, David Vesey. Welcome to Dodger Talk. David Vassay live at Dodger Stadium where the Dodgers take game one of this three-game series against the Padres by a final score of 8-1. to 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Jose Moda will join us at the bottom of the hour. We're not only talking about tonight's game, but we'll continue what we started in San Francisco in the outpouring of love and emotion for Vin Scully. I don't know. Tonight, for some reason, it hit me um, more than it did in San Francisco. I think just coming to Dodger Stadium, walking by his booth, seeing all the flowers outside at the sign, uh, 1000 Vince Scully Avenue here at Dodger Stadium when you pulled in, um, seeing the flowers everywhere that you saw an image of Vin around the stadium, the flowers outside of uh, the press box. All these things and the very touching tribute uh, before the game uh, narrated by our very own Charlie Steiner, who did it more than justice. Um, he's He nailed it. Uh, Charlie did a great job. And during the broadcast tonight, Rick and Charlie telling their firsthand experiences of not only being broadcast partners with Vin Scully, but being friends with Vin Scully, sharing the same press box, sharing the same dinner table on the road and here at Dodger Stadium. I remember the room that they're talking about, the dining room here at Dodger Stadium. Uh, there's been a few different renovations here in the press box of that dining room. Um, but initially, when I first started covering Dodger games in the late 90s, there was a very separate and private room where Vin Scully would have his dinners. And uh, I'm sure those were very special uh, meals. And Rick and Charlie shared what they were like. And I loved how they ended it. I never knew this. Uh, they would know the dinner was over when Vin got up from the table and called his wife Sandy to see how she was doing and just to send his love back to his beloved Sandy. And they are together tonight in heaven. Uh, Vin loved his family and loved his wife more than anything. Yes, even more than Dodger baseball. So uh, just a great night before, during, after with the fireworks show, with the video tribute to Vin during the fireworks show. Just spectacular, and uh, I love the banner that Joe Davis and Oral Hershiser unveiled because on the final day of Vin's broadcast here at Dodger Stadium, he wanted to show his appreciation for you, so instead of, as only Vin would do, instead of making it about himself during his final broadcast at Dodger Stadium, he made it about you and had a banner that said, we will miss you, and that was from him to you, and tonight... Uh, we all reciprocated and said, we will miss you, Vin. 
866-987-2570 is the phone number. As far as, you know, I, I ran into Boyd Robertson, who was a Vin stage manager for 27 years, and he would say after all this about Vin, he would say, let's get back to this one. So why don't we get back to this one? And this was a much-anticipated matchup between the Dodgers and Padres. First time these two teams have met each other since the trade deadline, since the Padres got Juan Soto, Josh Bell, Brandon Drury, among others, Josh Hader, who we did not see tonight since the Dodgers beat the Padres 8-1. to uh, But there's a lot of anticipation, and it's good for baseball to have this type of anticipation for a play uh, for a, a regular season series in August between two West Coast teams. Uh, so many times we're force-fed the rivalries on the East Coast, and this is great to have two West Coast teams in the same division have a lot of anticipation around it nationwide not just regionally. So this was really great for baseball tonight. It was somewhat anticlimactic since the Dodgers scored four runs in the first inning and then three more in the fourth inning to uh, beat the Padres going away tonight, 8-1. to one. But tonight was about Tony Gonsolin, and you kind of felt like, uh-oh, here we go again, because Gonsolin has looked a little shaky in his last three starts, giving up 12 runs in those three starts. But he settled down after the first inning. He threw 30 pitches in that first inning, and it looked like there might be trouble for him. But he was able to get out of it unscathed, and he was able to move on in the second inning and end up pitching five scoreless innings tonight after that 20-pitch first inning. Gonsolin only threw uh, 68 pitches or, yeah, 68 pitches from that point on for five scoreless innings tonight. So that's big. And for the Dodgers to keep Juan Soto and Manny Machado in check, that was big as well. Machado was caught looking twice tonight, once by Gonsolin in the first inning and then a second time facing David Price later in the game. Josh Bell scored on a sacrifice flying garbage time in the ninth inning. And speaking of that sacrifice fly how about that throw from Joey Gallo in right field who took over late for Mookie Betts he threw a strike uh, no hop strike from right field so we got a glimpse of how strong Joey Gallo's arm is in the outfield 866-987-2570 is the phone number but keep this in mind it's the first game of this three game series uh, the way the Padres look right now is not the way they anticipate looking at the end of the season when they get Fernando Tatis Jr. back. So really it's going to come down to two things when you match up the Dodgers and Padres, possibly in a playoff series if the Padres can get through their wild card series. It'll come down to the Dodgers' big three of Mookie, Trey, and Freddie Freeman against the Padres, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis Jr., and Manny Machado. I feel like it's going to come down to that matchup uh, as well as, more importantly, the starting pitching. And tonight, the Dodgers starting pitching one out and their big three won, one out with four runs scored and five hits. Uh, they were all over this game. And Brandon Drury let the Padres down to a certain extent defensively at third base tonight. That's a spot Manny Machado more than likely plays. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Dodgers beat the Padres 8-1 to and open up a 15-game lead in the loss column. Let's head out to the phones for the first time. We're not only talking about what happened between the lines, but also just a very emotional night at Dodger Stadium with the tribute to Vin Scully. David in La Mirada, you're first up on Dodger Talk tonight. 
Hello. 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 Yeah, this is David. We covered that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I wrote this tribute poem for Vince Scully when he first retired. And it's really, really good. I think you need to hear it. Um, all right. Like I'll be, uh, depends. Yeah, we'll see how it goes at the beginning. Hold, hold on. Uh, we'll see how it goes in the beginning. If it's going well, I'll extend it. If it's not, don't be offended if I hang up on you. Okay, okay. All right. Okay, it's, called True, it's called True Blue. Okay. His voice is most comforting, like music to my ears. He'd been broadcasting the Dodgers for some 67 years. He started in Brooklyn before moving to L.A., cool, calm, and collected with his play-by-play. His play calling is legendary. Remember Gibson's home run? When he's behind the mic, he's second to none. When you think of longevity, you will think of this man. His dedication to the team and the baseball fans. His between-pitches stories always kept you in tune, listening during the week or on a Sunday afternoon. There were Dodger games on TV, other networks would call. So you tuned in on AM. It's time for Dodger baseball. But after 67 seasons, I thought you were going to end it right game. there. That's where you should have ended it right there. You end it with, oh. it's time for Dodger baseball. That's where you end it, David. Thank you for the phone call. Less is more. Less is more. 866-987-2570. I loved it, though. Thank you. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Uh, Look, I know everybody uh, wants to see the Dodgers and Padres battle it out, but I feel like reality set in. Since the Dodgers uh, were swept in a three-game series at Petco Park last June, the Dodgers now are 15-2 against the Padres since then. And I feel like we've been through this before. Chris Taylor was being asked questions before the game about the Padres' big acquisitions and whether or not they're going to challenge the Dodgers for the division now and for a playoff series. And I feel like Chris Taylor had the tone that the Dodgers have had the last, what, four years? Feels like every winter or every trade deadline There's a lot of excitement over the additions on paper that the Padres make, and then all of a sudden they have to implode it, and the Dodgers kind of put them back in their place. And I felt like tonight was indicative of what's happened since what? Uh, The Padres acquired Matt Kemp and made all those big moves, and in 2020 they thought that was the year they were going to take over for the Dodgers. They haven't won a playoff series They haven't won a division. The Giants were the ones that unseated the Dodgers last year. So I kind of feel like tonight was a reality check for everybody involved that, yeah, the Padres may have a lot of emotion. Yeah, they may have won the trade deadline if that's such a thing. But the facts are the Dodgers are now 15 games ahead of the Padres in first place. At some point, that reality has to set in. And if the Padres are not winning the division, like it's looking like they're not going to, and if they don't win the top wild card spot, the reality is the Padres more than likely are going to have to play a playoff series on the East Coast. And if they win that playoff series, they're going to have to start an NLDS best of five against the Dodgers a day or two later. That's not an envious spot to be in. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Danny was at Dodger Stadium tonight. Hi, Danny. You're on Dodger Talk. What's up, Dave? Yeah, well, you said it, man. Same old Padres. I saw they got uh, got Matt Williams coaching third base. If he can still hit, they might want to think about giving him in the lineup because he's got some heart. Um, It's like you said, every year they pick up players. But what happens? Same old stuff. 
uh, to get beat by the Dodgers. Uh, it was a beautiful night tonight. All the full tributes were just so moving. Uh, what more can you say about the man? Everyone's been saying it. He taught us all the game, all the little things that you see, the games you watch today. You still think of installing in the back of your, of your head. You know, like how many wild pitches with a runner on third base. Deuce is wild. I mean, there's so you can go on and on. And it was just a beautiful night to be there, Dave. And, yeah, Gallo's got a hose. That, that guy can throw. I didn't know he had that kind of arm, but he made that play close. That was a heck of a throw to see. Uh, anyways, let's do it. You're on now. Thanks for everything, Dave. All right, thank you, Danny. Appreciate it. 866-987-2570. The Dodgers beat the Padres tonight 8-1. to Game two of this three-game series is tomorrow night. First pitch coming up at 6-10 between Mike Clevenger and Andrew Heaney. Let's go out to Norco. Julian, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vassay. Hi, Julian. Hey, what's up? I just called in to let everyone know, the whole world, that rest in peace, Vince Foley. We're, we're going to miss him, and we're grateful for everything he did, but it's feeling like 1988 all over again. The Dodgers are winning the World Series. Better believe it, it's happening. All right, Julian. They actually won the World Series in 2020, so it might feel like that too. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Let's go out to San Diego. Paolo, how you doing? Hi, David. Listen, I would have given anything to be – it was my day off tonight. I was going to drive to the, then, you know, with the restaurant business. I had to work. But let me tell you, isn't it ironic that he passed away when the Dodgers played the Giants and they swept him at, uh, in San Francisco? He grew up, you know, idolizing the Giants. And then he closed his career calling the last game versus the Giants. You know, as, but as much as I dislike the Giants, I got to give him credit, you know, for what they did at, uh, in San Francisco. You know, the tribute that they gave him to Vinny. And he gives me chills just to say that. It was really good, you know, and I told you, I don't like the Dodgers. I don't mean, I don't like the, the you know, the, the Giants, and I dislike the, you know, the party with every molecule uh, in my body. But it was good to, to you know, the way they tribute, you know, the great Vinny in San Francisco, and I got to give him credit for that. Anyway, yep. God bless him, and go Dodgers. Ciao, Davide. Thank you, Paolo. Appreciate the phone call. You know, the Giants treated Vin like gold, even on the final day of his uh, Major League broadcast, the final day of him ever broadcasting a Major League Baseball game. And to this point in time, that plaque is still in the visiting TV broadcast booth at Oracle Park. And uh, they did another fantastic job uh, the night that Vin passed away. And really, a lot of class by them, not knowing whether or not the Dodger players heard the news of Vin's passing because it was announced during the bottom of the fifth inning of that game. Um, my understanding is some of the players started to get word through social media that uh, Vin did pass away, but uh, kudos to the Giants and Larry Bear up there, their president, for waiting until the final out of that game, not wanting to interfere with the game that was in progress and and wait until the final out of that game and do what they did the following day with a moment of silence. And also a great video tribute up there as well. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Dodgers beat the Padres 8-1 to on a very special night honoring Vince Scully. Let's go out to Jason, who is at Dodgers Stadium tonight. Hi, Jason. Hey, what's up, Dave? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, love what you do on, on this. Appreciate all the all the insight and everything. I, I just wanted to give my insight into just being at the stadium today. My 
my phone call is, is all about Vin. Um, you know, just hearing about his passing several days ago, it's just not the same. You know, hearing it reported and being on TV, but being there at the stadium today, just the Dodgers did an amazing job at just paying respect to an amazing man. And I think Dave said it best um, during his speech that, you know, every game in the future, I think in the back of our minds, um, we're going to be just playing in our head. It's time for Dodger baseball. Whether we hear it or not, he's just been the voice of my youth, the voice of a, a generation. And I think many people across, across the nation, not just here in Los Angeles, are grieving a bit. But uh, it was just great to, to be there amongst the fans, amongst the people, to feel just the electricity in Dodger Stadium for a man, for a voice that was the voice of my generation growing up. So thanks, Dave. Thank you, Jason. That was a great call and uh, loved hearing you being here at Dodger Stadium and just feeling the emotions of the night. Um, I will say this. I mean, Rick and Charlie were talking about Vin throughout the entire broadcast, and Charlie said that he heard Vin when he was, what, 10 years old as a kid, and it inspired him to be where he's at right now as a play-by-play broadcaster. Uh, Rick Monday grew up in Santa Monica with his mom listening to Vin Scully. I grew up in the San Fernando Valley listening to Dodger baseball and Vin Scully. And I mentioned this in San Francisco. I was talking to the Dodgers director of travel, Scott Akasaki, and he brought up a great point. Would I be here? Would he be there? Would Charlie Steiner be here? How many of us are doing what we're doing right now because of Vin Scully? And it's a great point. I don't think I would have the love for the Dodgers if it wasn't for Vin Scully. Yes, the players are great. You need the players to perform and have the star players, no doubt about it. But if they don't come to life, especially when every game was not broadcasted on television and it was only on radio, then what good is the game if it's not coming to life vividly the way Vin Scully brought it to life every single night starting in 1958 when the Dodgers moved from Brooklyn to Los Angeles? And don't think for a second, Walter O'Malley did not appreciate that. He understood he was bringing his team to a new frontier on the West Coast, and he needed a salesman. And his best salesman was a redhead Irishman by the name of Vin Scully. If it wasn't for Vin Scully and the transistor radio in the Coliseum, I'm not sure the Dodgers are as popular as they are right now. And we're not celebrating uh, as big as we are 60 years at Dodger Stadium or at Do- or in Los Angeles, for that matter. So... Um, a lot of us owe what we're doing and the love we have for this game to Vin Scully. It's uh, it's really special, the impact he had. And quite honestly, the same goes for the Lakers. If it's not for Chick Hearn, I'm not sure Los Angeles ever falls in love with the Lakers because they were the number two team by far, maybe even the number three team when they moved to Los Angeles behind the Dodgers and the L.A. Rams. Uh, If it wasn't for Chick Hearn, uh, Jerry West and Elgin Baylor don't come to life. Um, So we are so blessed, uh, at least if you grew up in the generation I did and before me, to have three of the greatest play-by-play broadcasters in one city, Vin Scully, Chick Hearn, and Bob Miller, uh, Bob Miller of the Kings. And not only did they have the ability 
to bring the games to life. They taught us the sport. Chick Hearn taught us basketball. Vin Scully taught us the game of baseball. Bob Miller introduced this foreign thing on the West Coast in sunny Southern California of hockey, ice hockey, to all of us here in Los Angeles. So we had them to thank for all that as well. That's what made them so special. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Rafael was at Dodger Stadium tonight. Hi, Rafael. You're on Dodger Talk. Hey, Dave. Just wanted to kind of talk about today's game. It was, I don't know if anybody's kind of told you about the aura today, but when they were doing the tribute, has anybody mentioned the, the kind of like the comforting breeze that came around? Has anyone said anything about that? No. Yeah, it was, it was really... It was so interesting. The breeze came by and it just made goosebumps stand up. But it was like, it was so comforting. Like it's almost as if Vin was there. And I, the players were on the mound, so I know that they felt it. And it just, it felt like they gave them just a little bit of extra juice today because they came out with the bats hot. And it just, it was just a great sense of just the energy in the stadium all around. It was, it was good to explain, but... I mean, it'd be really. I think you did a good job of explaining it right there, Raphael. You did a great job of explaining the breeze that came through during the pregame ceremony. Thank you, Raphael. Appreciate it. I can't forget uh, about Jaime Harin as well. You know, I was just thinking about that. Um, Him for a generation of Latin listeners in Los Angeles. did the same thing that Vin, Chick, and Bob Miller did, and he's in his final season of broadcasting Dodger games, and he certainly is a treasure to this city as well. So uh, I know I did not listen to Jaime growing up, but I've met actually in the last week many people that have told me that they had the radio on and it was Jaime Harin coming through their radio. So um, he means a lot to this city as well. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. We're going to take a time out. And when we continue on Dodger Talk, we'll check in with a man that's in the broadcast booth quite often with Jaime Harin. That is Jose Moda. We'll get his thoughts on tonight's tribute to Vin Scully and the Dodgers reminding the Padres who their daddy is. Dodgers beat the Padres 8-1 on the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. AM570. Dodger Talk is available on AM570LASports.com and on the iHeartRadio app. Back to more Dodger Talk with Dodger Insider, David Vassay. 1-1. Alberto hard ground off the glove of Drury into left field. In to score is Freeman. Will Smith is on his way home. Alberto slides into second base. And the Dodgers have a 4-0 lead. Dodgers put this game away early against the Padres. They were up 8-0 until the Padres scored a run in the ninth inning. And the Dodgers now 15 games ahead of San Diego in the loss column in the NL West. They had Three two-run doubles tonight, and Tony Gonsolin pitched five scoreless innings to win his 13th game of the season. Daniels Jewelers Home Run Forecast congratulates Lisa Armijo of Monterey Park. Lisa receives a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card. For your chance to win a $50 gift card, go to am570lasports.com slash home run. We're going to midnight tonight, so we'll get back to your phone calls in just a moment. But we want to check in with Jose Moda, Dodger broadcaster. And Jose, I don't know about you, but 
Uh, Vince Scully's passing kind of hit me harder today than it did when we were on the road in San Francisco. There's no doubt, Dave, um, considering the, you know, now that uh, we're actually at home and we're Vinny reigned for so many years and generations, it hit a little harder today. Uh, driving to the ballpark, seeing Vince Skelly way, and then no, obviously all the things that the fans have been leaving at the front, uh, truly meaningful. And then, you know, doing the game today and working next to Jaime. I mean, Dave, nobody has spent more time than Jaime Harreen on that Dodger organization ever. I mean, we're talking going back so many years on the road, at home, uh, they had their own little routine where Hyman knew on certain times when they arrived at a city and uh, there's an off day in the city when his phone rang in his room around 5.30, he knows it was Benny saying, meet me downstairs. It's time for dinner at certain time, 7 o'clock. So it was very emotional because watching Hyman, watching the video and, and everything that went on um, made me uh, you know, tear up. I thought the tribute before, during, and after the game, even during the fireworks uh, show, it was perfect for the Dodgers. And uh, I don't know if you can ever do justice for Vince Scully and what he meant. He's just so enormous of a figure and what he meant to so many people. But the Dodgers did a fantastic job tonight. I agree with you with considering that, you know, there's a lot of moms and dads and, and just, you know, young kids going, but who is this? And I think today, by the way, the things were presented to the fans and to the many generations that are present at the ballpark and watching on TV, they, they have a better understanding, at least the young generation as to who he was and how they, how he impacted their parents and their grandparents. So uh, tastefully made, and I think overall, just a, a lot of class, a lot of dignity, not overdone. Um, and just in a simplicity that Vinny would, admire and i'm sure at some point Vinny was saying okay that's enough about me now let's move on to the game <laughs> no doubt and we'll do the same let's get back to this one dodgers beat the padres eight to one in game one of this three game series jose and there was so much anticipation for this game and for this series it was somewhat anticlimactic after the third inning when the dodgers had an eight nothing lead you know i you, you said it right i mean in the West Coast, usually you don't see this this whole play up, you know, coming from the East Coast, looking this way, going, oh, you know, Dodgers Powders or Dodgers Giants. But they, they played it up pretty nicely and pretty big because, obviously, the acquisitions made by the Powders. But this goes back years, Dave. I mean, the Powders have made acquisitions. They have spent some money. They made trades. I mean, let's not forget even, uh, you know, the trading deadline last season. They went out and they acquired some guys. That, um, and they know what they're measuring against. And it's, it's hard. But what I like the most is the way the Dodgers have been handling this, going back to last season. Just about it's it yeah it is it is a big series but for us it's just another series we got to take care of business. Um, it's not about hyping up any other. It's not about hyping up the game or the series more than we should. It's about playing the game right. Um, and then obviously, uh, how enthused the, the booze on on Juan Soto I was actually a little shocking today. <laughs> obviously him being the big name, but um, it, 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 I'm glad to see that you know you go out there and take care of business is what they did. Tony Gonsolin set the tone. He's been outstanding at home and now eight and one and um and overall the offense coming through in a big way and considering that, you know, when an offense is going so well, you, you activate somebody like Chris Taylor to put him at second base. You set a very good player down and then Gavin Lux. But you want to come in and, and contribute and Chris Taylor does a very good job defensively and offensively just getting right into the flow, not having to come in to save the team offensively. 
Yeah, Gavin Lux got the night off. He was on the bench. James Outman sent to uh, Oklahoma City where he hit a home run tonight. Jose, for me in this game, I thought the game changed in that very first inning because the Padres could have got on the board for a couple of runs. But uh, Tony Gonsolin got out of it even after throwing 30 pitches. And then Brandon Drury had a rough night at third base tonight, opened up the door for four Dodger runs in the first inning. And from that point on, I felt like the game was in the Dodgers' favor. It was. I mean, momentum happens, you know, early or late. But most times we talk about late momentum. But this is, this happened early. Well, the Potters said, hey, Jurkin Profar hit the ball well to open up the game. And then you see Soto get up with a nice line drive that, you know, took almost took his head off. Uh, he got the strikeout. They got Machado with a great pitch down the way. Josh Bell is a very good player. He got the base hit. And then came time to Freddie Freeman playing defense and stopping that ground ball from going down that yeah. line and, and perhaps a couple of runs. 30 pitches, 10 of those, Dave, went to Jurgen Profar. And that's where I started worrying, okay, well, how, how far can he go after throwing 30, knowing that, yeah, he's going to be managed from here on as to how far he goes. Um, but he really went through it. To me, there's a pitch. He, he seems like he was staying up with his fastball a little bit more and, and not really getting the fastball down in good zones. Other than the Machado one, he kind of scuffled with that a little bit more. But he stayed with a fastball, and then he threw a wild pitch in the second inning that moved Drury to second base. And I was actually told him that's the pitch to me that's going to change the game for him because I want to see the splitter right where it is and make sure Will Smith stays busy and not upstairs where he had been missing a couple of times in that first inning. So I'm glad to see that Tony made a nice adjustment. Uh, mechanically, he looks good. Assault to 94-95. Very encouraging for a guy that uh, has not thrown ever this many innings in the big leagues. Yeah, no doubt. And it'll be interesting to see how tomorrow night goes between Mike Clevenger and Andrew Heaney. Heaney has been so good for the Dodgers. Whenever he's been on the mound, tomorrow night will only be his sixth start for the Dodgers. Maybe, Jose, tomorrow more than four innings and 70-something pitches for Heaney? I know he wants it so bad. He wants to be a guy that uh, can go out there and save you the bullpen. Hopefully he'd be economical early in the game. Uh, may have to sacrifice some punch-outs, but you know what? He's got the whiff, man, the wipe-out breaking ball right now that gets a lot of strikeouts, but hopefully uh, get some defense going, get him through the sixth inning, and then let the bullpen do what they're going to do. All right, sounds good. We'll see you out here at the ballpark tomorrow night. Thanks for sharing everything from the booth with Jaime Jose to the game tonight. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. There he goes. Jose Mota joins us every night here on Dodger Talk. And tonight, a very special night, paying tribute to Vin Scully before, during, and after the game. And the Dodgers doing most important, beating the Padres 8-1 to to really start to open up this NL West even more. If they win two out of three, they gain a game on San Diego. And I'm sure the Padres had their eyes on winning this series, if not trying to sweep the Dodgers to make some significant ground up in this division race. But uh, the Dodgers win one more of this series. I'll continue to say it. This division is in the refrigerator. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to Diana, who is at Dodger Stadium tonight. Hi, Diana. You're on with David Vassay. Hi. 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 Can you hear me? I sure can. Hi. I just wanted to share that the fireworks show, the tribute to um, Ben Scully was so great. Um, the way that they honored him was just amazing, and I was so glad that I was there to experience that. That's it. Yeah, it was so emotional. I felt more emotional during that fireworks show because I'm in the middle of doing the clubhouse show, and they were basically my life is flashing in front of me with uh, Vin Scully uh, highlights 
Look, that's part of the reason why we're so emotionally attached to Vince Scully. It's our childhood. It's what made us fall in love with the game. And uh, part of our childhood, part of our innocence passed away with Vince Scully. And I thought Rick Monday said it perfectly before the game and during the game. Thank you to the Scully family for sharing Vince Scully with us. 866-987-2570. Let's go out to North Hollywood. James, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vassay. Hi, James. Hey, David. You know, uh, originally I called in tonight because I wanted to get some clarity from you on some of the trade deadline moves that the Dodgers made. But you know what? It, it seems so moot um, given what happened uh, with Vin and the fact that we have a, a lead from now till Sunday in the division. Um, hearing everything that you've said about Vin tonight and what he's meant to me as a longtime Dodger fan, I, I mean, he, he was more than a uh, – a salesman for the Dodgers. He was more than a teacher of baseball, and he was more than the person that made you and Charlie Steiner and the likes of everybody else fall in love with the Dodgers. I think he was the standard of class in the sport, and I don't think the Dodgers would be the classiest organization in baseball if it wasn't for Vince Scully's example. So when we talk about Vince Scully as maybe being the spirit of the Dodgers, I think that it really comes through uh, in its class. And for all the fans that have grown to love him over the years, you know, he, he taught us about baseball, but more importantly, he taught us about the power of storytelling to bring us closer together. He taught us about the importance of people talking about the, you know, even the opposing players being so well-educated on them and their backgrounds. He taught us that, you know, not only is this a people sport, it's a people world. And I would like to think that he made us all better humanitarians, not just better sports fans. All right, James, thank you for the phone call. No doubt, Vince Scully meant something to every one of us in a different way, maybe more than some in a different area. But the one thing we can all agree upon is that Vince Scully never let us down. He never booted a ground ball. He never struck out with the game on the line. He never let us down in life. I think that's why we love Vince Scully so much. We trusted him so much because he never let us down. And I thought Bill Plaschke's column the day that he passed away was so special and really touched on that, really hit the right tenor. 866-987-2570. Brett was at Dodger Stadium tonight. Hi, Brett. You're on Dodger Talk. Hey, Dave. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just wanted to really quickly express my appreciation to the Dodgers organization for putting on uh, such a fitting tribute to Ben tonight. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a relatively younger Dodger fan, but I grew up with Ben in my living room, in my kitchen, and I'm going to miss the guy. The last few days have been really tough processing it, but being at the stadium, hearing the echo of his voice uh, throughout the stands was something that really uh, I needed. Um, it was a great game. Congratulations to the team for getting the win. Um, and it's I just I'm really grateful that we have the the game and the memorial we did tonight. It's exactly what we needed. Thank you. All right, all right, Brett. Thank you so much for the phone call. Brett was here among 52,714 at Dodger Stadium, the 12th sellout of the season. No doubt, it wasn't just about the game. It was about being here to pay tribute to Vince Scully, being here at the stadium for all of this, and the Dodgers rewarded. Uh, 52,714 with an 8-1 to victory over the Padres in Game 1 of this three-game series. The Dodgers' big three tonight of 
Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, and Freddie Freeman were a combined 5-for-11 with four runs scored. Juan Soto was just 1-for-3 tonight, and Manny Machado 1-for-3 with two strikeouts looking. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. By the way, in case you missed it when we were in San Francisco, Justin Turner, feeling a lot better, took batting practice today. Uh, he is ready to go for the series against the Twins, which starts on Tuesday. A mini two-game series between the Dodgers and Twins, Tuesday and Wednesday before the Dodgers head back out on the road to Kansas City and Milwaukee. Two more games to go against the Padres, and the Dodgers have a 15-game lead in the loss column over San Diego. Let's go out to Orange. Glenn, you're on Dodger Talk with David Vasse. Hi, Glenn. Hey, Dave. God bless you. Finally got to get a hold of you. Yeah, I just want to say, first off, much love to you and your family. I uh, have a really bizarre story uh, during the Giants game. Can you hear me? I can. Yeah, during the Giants-Dodgers game, when Vin died, I have a Dodgers clock that I hang in my patio. It's a Los Angeles Dodgers clock, and it ticks, and it faces my green belt on my 200-foot trees and stuff. And all of a sudden, it stopped ticking. And uh, so I went into the house, and I got another battery, and I put it in. I got on a chair. I got on my little ladder, and I put, I hung it back up. And then Rick Monday came on and said, Vin Scully had died. And it blew me away. So my clock stopped ticking, and Vin died. It's just a trip, man. I just wanted to let you know that. Thank you, Glenn. Thanks for sharing that story. Appreciate it. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. No doubt an emotional night here at Dodger Stadium. It's been an emotional last few days ever since we learned about the passing of Vin Scully at 94 years old. But really, it's a, it's a celebration of life. Uh, hopefully after tonight we can turn the page and really focus on the celebration of his life because he lived a great life. Um, like I mentioned, Rick Monday said it perfectly. Thank you to the Scully family for sharing him with us. Uh, he was such a joy to be around on an everyday basis. Uh, I've mentioned this a few times, but I'll say it again. I used to love being in the press box, and when Vin would walk in, he would be so happy. He could hear him uh, greet James Mims at the front of the press box uh, door, and as he passed him by, he would be, you know, singing to himself. Just he was such a happy guy, happy to happy guy to be at the ballpark. He loved his family so much. You know, I saw an interview with him in the early '90s with Roy Firestone, and. Uh, it was weird at the end of the interview, Roy Firestone asked him at that point in time, he was only 60-something, what would you want on your gravestone? And Vin was taken aback with that question. And he said, I've never thought about it, but I hope they just put on there, he was a good man, a good father, and a good husband. And Roy Firestone asked him, what about broadcaster? Doesn't mean a thing. That was Vin Scully. 866-987-2570. Let's take one more phone call. Jeffrey was at Dodgers Stadium tonight. Walk us off, Jeffrey. Hey, uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, just wanted to say how the Dodgers really hit it out of the park with all the tributes, even if they didn't hit a home run. Um, wanted to get your personal thoughts on uh, Juan Soto. I know everyone cheered for him when he was here uh, a couple of weeks ago with the Nationals, and now it's turned into – booze even though as the great Tommy Lasorda said you play for 
the name on the front of your shirt and not the name of the back of your shirt. Uh, what were your personal thoughts on the booing for him? Well, he's on the Padres who want to overtake the Dodgers. He's he's uh, not on the non-threatening Nationals anymore, Jeffrey. He's on the team that is trying to take what the Dodgers have, and they want to knock them out of the postseason. So that's the treatment he's going to get. I still can't understand why Dodger fans boo Manny Machado like he's uh, Jose Altuve, uh, other than he's playing for the Padres. That's the only thing I can come up with. Or the viral video his first year with the Padres where he bet that fan his paycheck who would win the World Series first, the Padres or the Dodgers. But that's the way it goes in sports, Jeffrey. He's playing uh, for the Padres, the geographic rival at this point in time. Yeah, and uh, I think Machado had a choice to sign with the Padres with his big contract where – Juan Soto was traded and didn't really have a choice. So it's, it's, it was interesting to watch when, uh, when we changed our tune from a couple weeks ago. Yeah, he's going to be a Padre for the next two and a half years. So that dream's over with, Jeffrey. So that's why they booed him. They turned on him. <laughs> All oh. right, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Uh, that'll do it for us on Dodger Talk tonight. Tomorrow, game two of this three-game series between the Dodgers and Padres. Hopefully, it'll be a more entertaining game or at least closer game than what we saw tonight. I shouldn't say it wasn't entertaining because the Dodgers scored eight runs against San Diego in the first three innings tonight. Tony Gonsolin won his 13th game of the year. Sean Manaya was charged with all eight runs tonight in four innings of work. Tomorrow night, it'll be Mike Clevenger. The right-hander is 3-3 three and three with an ERA of 313 going up against left-hander Andrew Heaney who I mentioned is only making his sixth start of the year for the Dodgers he has given up only two earned runs and 23 and a third innings pitched this year Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck begins at five o'clock with first pitch at 610 we're going to do something that we did the other night in San Francisco let Vince Scully have the last word because it's his night and one of my favorite Vince Scully moments was his induction speech in 1982 to baseball's Hall of Fame and he punctuated his Hall of Fame speech with this story have a great night there is a legend in the West of an Indian chief who was wont to test the manhood of his young braves by making them climb up the side of a mountain as far as they could in a single day and at daybreak on the appointed day, four braves left the village. The first one came back in the late afternoon with a sprig of spruce to show how high he had climbed. Later that afternoon, another came with a branch of pine, and much later in the day, the third came with an alpine shrub. But it wasn't until late that night, by a full moon with the stars dancing in the heavens, that the fourth brave arrived. What did you bring back? How high did you climb? asked the chief. And the brave said, where I was, there was no spruce nor pine to shield me from the sun. There was no flower to cheer my path. There was only snow and ice and barren rocks and cold, hard ground. My feet are torn and bloodied. I'm worn out and exhausted. I'm barehanded and I have come home late. But, and then a wondrous look came into his eye, and he said, I saw the sea. For 33 years, the good Lord has allowed me 
to do what I've always wanted to do, broadcast my favorite game. He has allowed me to climb my mountain. And today, thanks to the Ford C. Frick Award, I thank you for sharing this moment with me because believe me, today, I saw the sea. Thank you.